What's happening, RSL Nation? It's your boys, uh, Dell and the Baker, back with another Scarf Life podcast. The Baker, how you doing, baby? So good, man. There's all kinds of RSL news. I gotta love it. I love it. Kill intro song. Um, I feel like we're getting pretty professional with. I'm just letting you know. People have complained about. I think I've turned it down, but I think since then you've turned it back up. Tiny bit. The the volume on the intro song. Who complained it's about that? The listeners. I'm out here listening to the listeners. Okay, I'm the voice of the people, and it's too That's much. That's pretty meta. Well, no, it's. I mean, I'm just letting you know. It's people. It don't is love not it. very loud. It's not what you would like to call quiet. And it's, here's the thing: it's much louder than you and I are. It, it is not. The word jarring has been used. Uh, right here, jarring people. It does have a Star Warsy feel to it, doesn't it? Turn. Tun, 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 tun. I think it's a little, it's a little aggressive, especially for the off season. Do you have any other ideas? Yes, like one of the other fifteen songs that come preloaded in this little interface. <laughs> there was nothing preloaded. I had to download it. Okay, one of the other fourteen songs that come in the downloaded package on this thing. It is free. Yeah. I, ha- I have an idea. Hear me out. Tunana, tunana. There it is. It's a, that's a throwback for the. 20 listeners we had in week one. Didn't we research that? Like, Couldn't, can't uh, get sued? Yeah, you can't. You technically cannot get sued using that jingle because it is so, not long enough. So I think that's true with like some songs or something, but I, I'm pretty sure the court of law and the court of law being like, you know, ESPN, sport, they sue us yeah. in like, you know, civil or, or private court. Um, we would. Oh, the money. The court of, I mean, look, it's the golden rule, which means the man with the gold makes the rules. Ah, it's a classic. Ah, but classic. Ba-na-num. There we go. All right. Homies lot, and homienesses. A lot to get through. We have a few talking points for you all this evening. It has been back-to-back now. It's been a pretty busy off-season, quote-unquote, week. Well, no, there's no quote-unquote. It is off-season. So we'll. I'll just give you a pretty quick preface to what we're gonna talk about. Right? You so incorrectly use quote unquote. <laughs> so we'll touch up on the Toya stories, the McMath stories. We'll touch up on what's happening with uh, Herrera, mm-hmm. Beckerman. Um, we will give our opinions on yet another major league soccer team added to the uh, galaxy, Charlotte. And if you get some time, we might get to an open cup format. Which no. I actually know nothing about. There's nothing to talk about. Scratch Open Cup format. Insert. Scratched. Insert Anderson Julio. Oh, that's right. Down by the schoolyard. All right, let's get into it. We have. Wow, look at us, so professional. We have for quite a while. Quit rushing it, man. Let it happen organically. It is organic. Just sit back and let it happen. I feel super organic about it right now. We have for quite a while stated that the number one thing this team needs to fix. Or solidifying the offseason is the left back. Well, True. backs in general. <clears throat> that, that, that I think our fullbacks, we- yeah. Our weakest points last year were fullbacks on both ends. Mm, uh, okay, finish your thought, and then I'll uh, name, name name me a point. Na- name me a single part of the field that was weaker than our left uh, left and right backs, our outside backs. Like at any given time. Well, that would 
overshadow the season. Like, right. it, not like a game. I'm sure there was a game where Ramondo was the worst player on the field. But Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because I feel like we figured out the other stuff a lot earlier. Uh, for what it's worth, I do think we, quote-unquote, figured out our fullback situation pretty early. The second Toya played left back, which I was screaming for. That took a while. It did, but I was screaming for it from day one. And it didn't right. take that long. It took a few months. That's a while. Sure, but... The whole season is a few months. No, the whole season's like 10 months. Like nine. But, yeah, like, I get what you're getting at. I would agree. It's, it's, a, it's definitely a, a position on the field that you would look to improve, obviously, especially given the modern game. But, you know, I, I don't Name think... me another part of the field where we were more unsure or unsecure in... I mean, forward was kind of a rotating, weird... Well, worked out okay. Eh, not, I mean, sure, it was all sort of fullback. Did left back work out better than center forward this year for us? I would say we. I had a better understanding of who the left back was going to be at any well, given time than like who two this, options, and there's like nine options at number nine. Yeah, well, there's not nine options. It's I'm exaggerating for sure, comedic effect. I, well, it wasn't funny, and there's no effect. But you get what I'm getting at. Like, no, we weren't. We didn't have like a sure thing at center and. Like Toya was a shirt. But when we had the Toya thing figured out, it was figured out. I think if we do not re-sign Toya and are not signing a major left back in the remainder of this offseason, we are in deep doo-doo, as the kids would like to say. Toya being re-signed to a longer-term contract, ensuring he's our left back next year. Doesn't mean he's a starting left back next year. As is, he is. There's no one to challenge him. But at the very least, we're going to have a quality, full-time professional left back next year. In addition to that, I, I think this news broke shortly after our last week's podcast. Herrera gets extended yeah. for a longer-term contract, yeah, which means nice. our we have quick, skilled, little cocky, Left and right backs secured for the foreseeable future for this club. I, I yeah, I would say we've uh, to to steal a, a line that I got from actually from an, someone on the page. I forget who, but um, I don't think like you know signing Toya and signing Herrera doesn't necessarily raise our ceiling from last year. It just brings up the floor. Like we, you know, I don't think we're gonna suddenly be a like a much better team for having these two, but we're also not, like, the worst we can be is, in those positions at least, as bad as we were I last would year. argue that we don't need to be a much better team than we were last year. All no, we need to do, all we need to do is be a more consistent team than we were last year. Yeah, I, we, I, don't, we don't need to drastically I think, improve. We're not, we're not Kansas City panicking, going off to Mexico, getting a $10 million transfer player. Right, right yeah. Uh, MLS did a thing where they were like the you know results uh, the decade and results and like RSL has last year but also throughout the decade been consistently a very stingy defense. Yes. Um, and I think that continues with these guys. I think you know Her- Herrera's obviously a, a rock star and the dude's like the truth at right back. Um, I think Toya is serviceable. I think he is fine. He is, you know. He's a he's a good defender. I think he leaves me sometimes wanting in in attack. Um, and just to be clear, I think we can get better, especially at left back, and this team becomes 
drastically more dangerous. For what it's worth, what we have right now, if if our outside backs are Herrera and Toya going into next season, starting, right. I'm fine. Yeah, you bring up a couple of uh, Monarchs dudes for depth, yeah. um, but I also think it's given the game and given the role of a fullback in the, in the game and how it's played today, I, I think that is a good way to generate you know, offense. And I don't envision um, our boy Freddie switching up the the script all that much. I, right. I think he's going to want to use the fullbacks in attack. Yeah. And I think or I think Herrera brings you some options in attack, but I think Toya doesn't, just to be totally oh, clear. I disagree. I think, I, I, I think Toya does. Here's my thing. My biggest issue with both of those guys is their defensive capabilities, which is a weird thing to say for defensive backs. I think they have quality, they have speed, they have quickness. I think they're a little too carefree for my liking. Of course, I I came up on the you know Tony Beltrain right back, which was no nonsense, clear it. Yeah, Herrera, yeah Tony was primarily a defender. Pro- Herrera... Toya, different animals. Yeah, definitely. They'll take risks. They'll try to dribble around the player. I think especially Herrera, he takes some risks. But I also think they ha- their ceilings are much, much higher than someone like a Tony Beltran or even a Wingert before that were ever possible of achieving. I think we are in for a great time next season. Mm-hmm. And it will be in large part predicated and built upon the work Herrera and Toya are doing on our right. wings coming from in from the back. Yeah. They will upset us a time or two. Obviously. I mean, that that's you can literally say that of all the players on the roster. But th- th- there are very few positions that where each mistake is more visible. You know, yeah, I mean, all I of mean, these things. I mean, Neta made a, and, Neta yeah, made a yeah. mistake last year that, you know, allowed a goal against Portland and we I think it's a it's that. it's a huge net gain for us in positivity over over next summer over next year right and I'm I'm extremely excited to see what a secured in a position Aaron Herrera mm-hmm. secured in a position Toya mm-hmm. are bringing to us next year yeah I cannot wait I think it's going to be I think our team is going to get significantly better because those two will get better in their responsibilities. That's that's fair. I I, I think her. I'll give you the whole ceiling thing on Herrera. I just looked it up. Toya's twenty seven. Like I I think Toya's prime. I I think this is as good yeah. as he will get. And just to be clear, I'm not ragging on the dude. I think he's I think he's good. He is serviceable. He does the job. I don't like panic when he's in the starting eleven. Um, but I also think, you know, the the dude the rumors from the you know, Elliot Kak or Kak or however you say it. Uh, the Swedish guy. The Swedish guy. Like, that That was kind of exciting. And, and if we bring in a fullback, I, I think it's safe to assume it would be for the left-back position. Um, I'd, I'd be all right with that. I'd be all right to see what, what, what we can bring mind, in. Look, man, I wouldn't, up, I wouldn't mind upgrading at any position at any point, obviously. What I'm saying is with those two on the, on the wings mm-hmm. in the back, yeah, I'm fine. Mm. And I'd agree with that. It's fine. I'm not like stoked on like I'm stoked on Herrera in the future, and I think Toya is serviceable. All right, speaking of defense, I was gonna say speaking of improving at positions, we 
hey man, you want to do some math? Some Zach McMath? <laughs> nice. The mathematician? Tell us about what's happening. So, I mean, I think this is one of those things that you and I and everyone that follows RSL semi-closely kind of, I don't know, I think you assumed it was coming. Like, no disrespect to Ochoa, no disrespect to Putna, but I think there was, I don't know, there was an expectation of, like, we're probably going to go get a wily veteran, um, you know, a dude who's been around the league, who knows the league, who's kind of seen some seen some years. And, you know, reading the, the, the highlights, obviously the, the thing we're alluding to is the signing of Zach McMath. Uh, from in Vancou- what position? Uh, in goalie. Uh, from Vancouver, from the Whitecaps. For uh, what, $50,000 of uh, so, TAM or something? So we gave Vancouver 50000 in TAM. And just to put that in perspective, we got 300000 for Brooks Lennon. So right. fifty in TAM ain't a thing. And right. then there's obviously his salary, which I believe is somewhere around the 190 k mark, which for a goalie of that stature I don't think is, is bad. Um, you got to stop messing with the mic there, Chief. It's either working or it's not working. Um so, yeah, it, it was like, I think Zach McMath is one of those dudes who just can't seem to catch a break as far right. as, like, starting positions go. So he was, uh, he was on the wrong side of the Rockies for a while, 2016. Meaning he played for Colorado Rapids played in 2016. For the, played for the Rapids, and I don't know who remembers the notable event that happened in 16, but they signed Timmy Howard. I remember talking about that with you. Yeah, like like we we've discussed like that. No matter how good Zach McMath w- was going to be that year, and he was and he was, he was pretty really damn good. Good, yeah. That uh, year to date, that he right, right. Started. Timmy Howard came and like, there's no way you're going to sign Timmy Howard and then not play Timmy Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be clear, Z- I thought Zach Mc- Zach McMath had an outstanding year that year. Yes. Um, to be clear, I it does feel like an outlier. Um, yes, know, he's he spent some time at. Well, Colorado thought that too. Yeah, he spent some time in Philadelphia, and, and he was good. You know, def, like I would say, an above average goalkeeper. Uh, had the standout year in sixteen, then kind of rode pine in Colorado, and then recently got traded for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. And at Vancouver, it was pretty not great. But Vancouver also had a pretty not great year. Right. I I think they had other problems. Um, now nah, he Zach strikes me as a dude who's exactly the kind of guy you bring on when you have somebody like a Putna and a Choa in, in yeah. on the roster. He's he's been here, he's done it before. He's a fantastic shot stopper, in my opinion. Um, lots of experience. Lot, yeah. That and that's what he all in the MLS. He's he's played his entire professional career in the MLS. Um, it, it's I, it was too good of an offer to turn away for a dude who I think has a higher ceiling than most fans realize. Um, Especially in an organization that is loaded with coaching on the goalie position specifically. Yeah, yeah. And let's face it, Nick Romando probably stepping into that somewhere as well. Right. I mean, and that's just us, like, that's, we're guessing there, like, we don't know that. Who's guessing at this point? Sure, but... I don't think that's how ha- I think I do think what you're alluding to was will happen at some point. Romano will join the organization yeah. in some kind of coaching capacity. I don't think it's next year. Nah, if I, I was him, I'd take a year dude, off too. I yeah. think the dude's enjoying is enjoying the the bars that he owns and his businesses and he's doing a lot of nonprofit work, from what I can tell. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's 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 you know I think he's living life right now. I think he's you know going yeah. through some surgeries, fixing that hand of his. Um, but yeah, like I I think ultimately we've got a dude that in a pinch is is good. Um, when he's great, he's he has the ability to be a, a top level keeper. Um, I, I am worried about the fact that he keeps losing his starting position everywhere he goes. Um, yeah, you know, like that's that's a pattern. It's a, it's a data point. Um, but it, it's a risk I'm gl- I'll gladly take for fifty thousand tam, like no problem. Do you think? Let me ask you this because I have my own opinions on this. Do you think a guy like that walks into the locker room and takes a starting position? Um, because the other options are, and I mean options, we have two other. Mm-hmm. Are they both homegrown? No, Putna is not. Okay. I think but Putna's also in his like mid twenties, I want to say. Right. So he's not a kid. Putna, from what it's worth, I thought has done well every time he has stepped foot on the field for us. I to, agree. to substitute for Remando. And then Ochoa. I mean, kid's raw. Yeah. He has a lot of learning to do. For sure. He's eighteen ta- years old. The talent level is ridiculous and through the roof you're the coach knowing what you know about them and i i know a lot of it will depend on preseason yeah, and yeah, training camp sure. and see how they're doing in training and right. specifically with what you know right now mm-hmm. who starts for you uh probably Putna. um i i think so i pose this exact same question on the page that a little poll so you know, obviously we have three keepers on the roster uh, right now, and Zach. Well, is Ochoa under RSL contract? Yeah, he is. He, he, he has is. a okay. he has a first team contract. Um, Zach McMath was one option, and then mm-hmm. one of the other two was the second op- second option because Facebook only allows you to do yeah that's question weird. answer yeah. polls, and it was forty sixty, so sixty percent in favor of one of the other two. Oh, okay, forty percent, and that was this was starting and not starting. Who will play? Uh, the majority, the majority, of the more That's than half. Yeah, yeah. Let's see um, the results. Yeah, so forty sixty, um, and just to be clear, there's like six more days left on the poll, but we have like three hundred people that voted on it, so that's statistically significant. Anyway, um, I, it is a fantastic question, and I'm really glad it's so close. I'm really glad it's so difficult to answer. I, I think it's a fantastic problem because let's be honest, whoever is in goal for us in 2020 is no Nick Romando. Right. No no matter who you put there, they will not compare. Correct. Obviously. Correct. Um and and I I look at a goalie's role as like make that one two if you're really good saves that keep you in a game that you have no business being in. That that's it. That that that's all I ask of my goalie. Get your hand to a thing that you probably should well, have got your hand all, to. Don't screw up. Right. Yeah. That's that's the obvious one. And and I think at this level, that's more or less the default. Still seems like there's there's no. like in every game there's one goalie mistakes that doesn't always go in, but could have or should have gone in. Uh, I think, and and I'm we're going to get a ton of flack for this because for some reason, RSL Nation loves this guy, but Atanella. I think Atanella is good for about a mistake a game. I think they might a, be exaggerating it, but at least like one every two or three point point eight mistakes a game. Yeah, Let, mm-hmm. you know, I'll give you a ratio. You round you it up, okay? Yeah. Uh, I think he's a fantastic keeper. I think he's the best backup RSL's ever had. Yeah. Uh, 
but uh, he'll he'll he, screw up. He's pointy. mistake prone. Sure. Uh, and I think I think if I'm going to be totally fair, a little higher than the average MLS keeper as far as mistakes I, go. I would say drastically higher actually. I, uh, From what I've seen, he is drastic. He, he when I watch Atinala play, it's a little nervy. Well, not always because Portland he was playing for Portland. <laughs> right. I expect two things. One is that like Romando esque crazy save that he has no business making. Mm-hmm. And at about the same rate, I expect a gimme right. that he screws up. Yeah, and, and I think that's and fair. I haven't been disappointed on either. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I he hasn't played most of last year on kind of a uh, shoulder surgery that he was going through. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this was when Portland was doing their historic run to MLS Cup. Right. Um, he, you know, he played quite a few minutes with them. And Why are people still getting upset about us getting upset about Atinella. I don't know. I, I, Part of me likes that. I think the yeah. whole, like, hey, you know, he w- once one of ours, always one of ours. Uh, to be clear, I think he was, a f- once again, the best backup. He was the goal. best backup you've ever had. And uh, when, when he was in, mm-hmm. I, I remember us talking about those games. Yeah. So like, oh, Felt it, safe. It wouldn't be the worst thing if Nick retired now. Right, right, just to make that option easier. That was easier. a few years ago. Yeah. Um, obviously, things in work out that way for us but you know i think we've digressed a little from uh from yeah. zach mcmath uh, ultimately i think he's steady i'm i like having him as an option if we have a reason for him not to be on the bench or not to be the starter there is ochoa there ochoa is raw so i watched yes. quite a bit of the monarchs uh you know postseason run to mm-hmm. their championship and he gets a lot of flack for this, and people on Twitter are like, "What is Ochoa doing?" Like, he, you know, he does the whole like, he's kind of got a little chip on his shoulder. He's, where, he's a little cocky. Yeah, actually, and, a lot, a lot, lot cocky. Yeah, yes. and, and people are, you know, like I, you go through Twitter. Like, I'm on Twitter as I'm watching the game because we're not at the game. It's, you know, it's, it's on TV. It, it might as well be in like in right. San Diego. That's how close it is these days. Right, and so I'm, and so I'm. I'm going through Twitter and there's like, oh, what's what's Ochoa doing? Ochoa is being a teenager. He's eighteen. He is literally eighteen years old. Yeah, I don't like that explanation. No, no, no. put yourself. No, I get, I get what in, you're saying. You, in, you're factually it. correct. And I get it. You you want him to be more mature because he's a professional athlete and because no, the, I don't because of the pressure that comes with it. No. Okay. Well, a lot of people do. I don't think his. I don't think the things he's doing on the field are because of his age. Or because he's a really? teenager. No. I think it's here's why. I think it's, it's a lack of experience that is tied to age. You're talking about like the cocky talking back. No, 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 no. People? I don't. I don't mind that. Or are you talking it's about the, like actual mistakes? No, no. It's like the ball is in play, and he's waiting for a guy to like come and get it, and then he like kind of doesn't pick it up, but like falls on it and kind of tries to like draw a foul. It, th- it's. There's, it's a there's, bad look. No, no. There's gamesmanship, and then there's doing stuff that's just like, no, we're we're in the like, don't risk it, don't, I, dude. I have no problem with I that attitude. I, I, I it was not, one of my I, favorite I, things about uh, uh, Danny. I think that's an attitude thing. I don't think it's an attitude thing. I think, I think it's, it's I it's I fundamentally I get what you're saying. I disagree. I think doing those things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. is an attitude and confidence thing and also a cockiness thing. And what I have gathered from watching him during the time that I have watched him mm-hmm. is there's a level of self-confidence there. Because 
There's no easier position to be laughed at if you're falsely confident than goalkeeper. Sure, but also right. people come to your defense. Literally. Right. So there's that. I don't think what you are seeing there is a matter of him being a teenager. Mm. I think that's who he is. That is who he is. That he is the guy that's going to be milking the clock. He's, good, he's the guy that will be taking risks. He's also the guy. So this is why I like that we talked about Atinella before mm-hmm. we got into this. He's the guy that will make that unbelievable save sure. once in a while. He has no business making. Unlike Atinella, and honestly, I haven't watched him as much as Atinella over the years, sure. in, in part because of sample size. Right. He's He would have been 12. <laughs> yeah. I I haven't seen him making the mistakes, the kinds of huge screw-ups mm-hmm. Atinella does. Sure. Because all those things you're complaining about, when did it not work out for him? Well, that's the thing. It it and let's be clear, he hasn't faced MLS level competition. Of course, like, he can only he can only deal with the competition he's facing. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He can't beat an opponent that isn't in front of him. Absolutely. And I'll give you that. Um. But I think there's there's fundamentally we're talking about two different things. I think there's like the attitude of like I'm gonna get in a dude's face. I'll tell him he's being a idiot for feigning and and like i'm not afraid to mix it up i love that yeah. i wish every and single he's guy, got that he's got that and i'm cool with that but he also has like a little bit of like poor decision making i have no problem like with what milk. so like it's milking the clock for example mm-hmm. fine with it you're up it's a championship game cool when a dude comes and he's like a foot away pick up the ball don't fall on the ball try to draw a foul do a whole weird there, like, there ball, was, like like don't do that stuff. Was that the semifinals? Or the I, it was either the semifinals. It was in one of the final games. It could have gone wrong. Right, right. But it it did. didn't. But that's the thing. Like we were in a position where we had more to lose than gain by that. Um, ultimately, what I'm trying to get at is he is 18 years old, and as much as I want to give him time and make sure he's here for the future, and that when he does leave RSL and get that money, because I do think he's got all of the raw talent in the world. Mm-hmm. But I've seen plenty of dudes with all of the raw talent in the world not make it. Yes. Gill comes to mind. Louis Louise Gill. Yeah, like I, pure I, raw. Yeah, that talent. that still hurts. Um well yeah, he's got to go out and make a living. Anyway. Ochoa is he's got the fundamentals there, the building blocks are there and someone needs to now build a goalkeeper out of that. I don't want an 18-year-old defend like organized. So let me let client. me be clear from my perspective. Uh-huh. Out of the three options we have right now, plus 19 others, if you wish to go shopping more, yeah, I don't think we do. Ochoa is my starting goalkeeper for next year. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Wow, no question wow. about it. Is my starting goalkeeper next year? I think he's got the highest ceiling, and I don't just mean like highest ceiling five years from now. I think he's got the highest ceiling this upcoming season. Hmm. I I do agree he will make more mistakes than the other two. I think Putna is a very safe option. Yeah, he's Putna is the, the guy safest you, in my he's opinion. He's the safest option. Uh, if you do a math, Mac math, ha. Da-na-na, da-na-na. Ha. We have to start him just to have those talking points. Let's do the math. It's yeah, going to be a segment. It's, 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 Who it, was Sparrow? Remember Sparrow? Yeah, that would have been dope. Oh, Captain Sparrow. That would have been so awesome. Captain Sparrow. His first name wasn't Jack. Doesn't matter. It was Captain Sparrow. There was a guy I was shocked we let go. Another dude, all of the talent in the world. Yeah, yeah. 
so anyways, focusing all we do have. I, I would be disappointed if Putna is our starting goalkeeper. Hmm. I would be puzzled if McMath is our starting goalkeeper. I would be dual emotional if Ochoa is our starting goalkeeper. The dual emotions being super excited and then petrified and then petrified yeah. at the exact same time. But I don't mind living on that kind of an edge for a while. Because I, I think he's going to bring it. And let's face it, man. We're not winning any cups next year. So might as well throw sure. a kid in there. Sure, see what happens. Get him some Be, experience. Beyond see Absolutely. what happens. I mean, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I think he's got all the makings of making it. Right. Because what, what's the other alternative? You so, put McMath in there, and what, in a couple of years, you put someone yeah, else in? Like, yeah. Why and not build on it? For what it's worth, what I think will happen is that we will see a road. A rotation. We will. See, I really like, hope not. I think that that position just needs to be solidified. There is there is importance, just like the number nine. There's yeah. importance to well. To I think we'll go. I, I think we'll go through stretches of where it's a guy. I don't mean like every other game we change. I mean like, hey, it's gonna be you for like two months or whatever. Or we do things where like Achoa, cool, U.S. Open Cup, it's yours. However far we go, you're the guy. You're it. Um, you know. And, I hope. I hope that doesn't happen. I agree there's a really good chance of that happening. That's, it's what I would do. But I, what I really hope is that we don't enter this season thinking that. I hope we enter the season thinking he's our primary. Ochoa. In my opinion, it should right. be Ochoa. Yeah, yes. I don't think he currently is. Because he wasn't and, the primary backup. And then he needs to do some. Someone needs to overtake him. He's got to lose his job, is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Now... Here's something else you have to remember. Results. Mm-hmm. Coaches, and I mean all of them, and GMs and assistant GMs. We have to we have a new coach, a new GM, yeah, a new assistant GM. I mean they're new in their roles, that means, sure. which means they have to prove something. Yeah. I think it's easier to to show results even if they're safe next season versus yeah, we didn't get the results we wanted. Right. But we made a down payment for the future. Sure, I don't think fans care about the future. Nor does the business. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the business will suffer much for what it's worth. Um, but by business, I mean like the people in charge of them. Okay. Everyone has a boss. Absolutely. Other than the DLH, apparently. And at the end of the day, people like results now. Yeah. And that's why I think Ochoa is not starting, even though I think he should. I think Ochoa should be starting. Yeah. It's probably gonna be Putna. Okay. With McMath backing him up. And the, 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 the solution or the, the talking points will be well Ochoa did so well with the monarchs last year, why not keep him there? Sure. I I would be fine and then, with and, one and more then, year there know, for him. But then he's off on a free to He's not off on a free. Mexico. We've I think they've locked him down for the foreseeable future. It's one of those long... Speaking of dudes getting locked down for the foreseeable future, so you know how we signed Brooks Lennon? Yeah. Or how we traded Brooks Lennon? Traded, yeah. Atlanta signed for like 2023. They're high on that kid. They are really high on that kid. He's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, we talked about this in the last podcast. But like that that broke today. I was kind of shocked. So what you're telling me is that the multi... Hundred million dollar corporation, because I don't think any MLS teams are billion dollar corporations, right? Correct. As far as I know. Agreed with me. The Brooks Lennon's got potential. 
a lot. I, w- I would agree with that. Beyond potential, you don't sign someone for that yeah. long if you if it's just potential. I think he's good now, and they yeah. see a potential of playing him everywhere, right, all over the place. I do think it was a good bit of business. If I'm not, if I remember the press release correctly, RSL does get back a percentage of any future sales, which is nice. I don't know if he's going anywhere. I think Atlanta. I think MLS is his jam. I don't think he's a European no, league type no. of player. And I, and I think he did that, but you know, South well, he America went to the academy, thing. right? Yeah. yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. No, he did the I, Liverpool stint. I th- I Liverpool. honestly think yeah. he is the kind of player that he that will be in the league ten years from now. Yeah, will never. He will be a starter at mm-hmm. some point, maybe not consistently, but he will be a starter. Will never be a star. But he's going to be a professional soccer player for the foreseeable future, making a good living, maybe even picking up a trophy or two in the meantime. Sure, sure, sure. And he will be one of those untalked about pieces of any... A, a solid solid uh, positional player. Very solid. I would... And he, any player, would keep, any coach would keep him around? Because mm-hmm. you can move him around, man. You can play you can. him, you well, can here's play the him thing. literally we, like we seven played, positions. No, you can't. We yes, played him can. at right back. We shouldn't have, for what it's worth. He's a defensive liability. Uh, I yeah. think the kid, in his heart of hearts, is an attacker. Um, yeah. Specifically a winger. He was an attacker, a winger for years. For what? made him do that. Right. For what? I think he just, he was a kid and he wanted to see playing time. So he did what he had to do. And he's like, sure, I'll defend. Um, well, yeah, wouldn't you? I mean, who wouldn't? Of course. I'm not faulting him for that. I'm just saying, don't, if you were going, hey, this is dude's going to defend for us, you spend your money elsewhere. If, I do, if your team is hanging their hopes on him of Lennon being your right or left back, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Right. I do now, think he can come in and substitute sure, once in a while. Sure. And cover. If you need to, yeah. yeah. I do think that this is the last thing about him because we have other actual RSL news to discuss. But I think with the right striker, a you know, like a big burly Eastern European nine, no, no, like a big old man, because the kid delivers pinpoint crosses. He keeps saying that he's good at that. If there's one thing he's good at is is running his legs off along the lengths of the field, and then putting in a beautiful cross. I, I think, think you're overestimating that. I ability. think with the right striking partnership, that kid has potential. I, think I don't think it's happening it. at Atlanta for yeah. what it's worth. Um, but I, I agree. I think he will. I think he will continue to be what he is today, kind of a off the bench, start every once in a while, yeah. solid piece. But I think with the right coach, he could be more. I just don't think he has the right coach yet. Let's leave it at maybe that. there's that. And, and here's the thing: usually, when we let guys go, like Danny Acosta, mm-hmm. Bofo, Lord knows, I've spoken my mind on Bofo. I don't think we let Bofo go. We did. Bofo, I think, wanted let, to leave. We, la- we lost Bofo. I would agree we lost him, but I, I don't think it was like a deliberate, like, hey, we're not trying. I think they made him an offer, we, and well, he didn't well, like if, the offer. If that was us trying, that's some shit. That well, was you don't terrible. Know, you don't know the specifics of it. I saw the season play out. Okay. Here's the thing. Just think about that. He's going, hey, I, wanna, I want minutes. He went to Pumas. He's not getting it's, minutes. It's, it's, a, it's a multi-month, if not year, thing that led to it. I think we lost Bofo because of our mismanagement. Okay, See if you say so. Disagree with all of that, but okay, keep going. Then we get um, the other Sacedo down in Mexico. Yeah, that was like years ago. Though. Yeah, that's not. Worth I'm, I'm just, that. I'm just mentioning. That's not, so. the, that's not even the same regime. 
Hold on. You, you're not letting me make my important, intelligent, well, really good and perfect, and perfect point. I'm telling a story. This is how I tell a story. I, people aren't here for the story. They're here for the cold, hard facts. They're here for the story. The, 30 plus minutes in. This story is revealing cold, hard facts. The reason I mention all those guys, all those dudes, is because we lost them. We messed up. We lost them. I thought in my mind of minds... There was a place for them to play. They should have played. We should have never lost Danny Acosta. I, no, I, I, I'm, cool, I, I'm cool with him being gone. I love what Toya's bringing. I would have taken Acosta on over him in a heartbeat. If multiple times over. If you could this only is not the point. if you could only extract the soccer talent. This is your your your. That's not. But that's the point. You, is you can't just build a team based off of how these guys play. This is not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is. I saw us lose these guys because of mismanagement internally. Whether we on the, didn't lose Danny because we mismanaged him internally. That's like, not true. That's not true. If we can ever, no, let, but let, you're let saying Adele things that aren't true. Reveal his okay. inner thoughts. Keep going. But you're, we absolutely did. No, 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 we didn't mismanage him. Here's a dude who had an attitude problem. According and to, not only our staff but the staff at Orlando. He was very talented. He should have played. He's very talented, but that's not. Think about it. Just because someone's but talented doesn't mean if you, you want to work with them. If you let me get to the point, you will realize that that doesn't matter. Keep going. Of course, my it matters. point is this: in my from my perspective, we lost those guys, and we shouldn't have because I thought, okay, I thought Bofo should be our starting winger. Okay, I thought that uh, the other Sacedo should still be should have been our starting defender and should have stayed here and mm. there was some attitude problems I thought Acosta should be starting in defense I cannot for the life of me understand or trying to picture where in the world Lennon would be starting for us or getting more minutes because of Jefferson right yeah, right we have a better dude than the and on, dude the, on, on the bench on, in the back I mean even if Herrera is not playing Still not sure I like him as the second option. I mean, he was the second option, and when he played, I was like, okay, be fine. But like, he didn't bring anything. It, it's a net loss him playing there. Right, versus... because Herrera has to play out of his position. Exactly. Right. So, what I'm trying to say with all this is, he's an incredibly talented player. He had no position. He is really good. He's very good at every position on the field. I would say. He can probably play two, four, five positions on the field. Disagree with that. He could play both. Three. He could play both wings. I mean, backs and no, both wings. I don't wings. think he can. He can. I haven't seen it. He he has played right wing plenty. Right back. Yeah, he's played right, right back for right us. Right back. That's it. He has played both wings. Okay, that's three. And I think he can play left left back if necessary. And just just so be to be hundred percent clear, I don't think he he really can play right back. I think we went on him on the field sometimes, and that was how we got him on the field. But I don't think he was. I don't think he was a good defender. I thought he was good enough. I thought which is where the problem is, right? Because that's good enough isn't good enough. Jack of all trades, master of none. None, right? I think the kid's a fantastic winger. Uh, obviously. Yeah, I don't know why we're still talking. I think we discussed that last Luke week. Luke Mulholland is a better player in each one of those positions that he could play. 
that's just two different. That's I have two, never two seen Luke roles. play left back. Right. But I've also I have never seen Len play left back. Okay. But I think they both could. Well, I mean, and could and Luke. should and would and. I'm, I'm saying could. Yeah, but you only Nick Romando so... could play striker. Doesn't mean we should do it. You only have so many players or names you get to put on a roster. Yeah. A so spot... you do need a jack of all trades to sit there, but he will forever be a jack of all trades and never be a star. That's why That's why I'm predicting Lennon is going to have a long career in the MLS, but never be a star anywhere. Yeah. Maybe never even be a full starter anywhere. Other than like... If there is another Colorado Rapids from two years ago, right? Someone like a Charlotte, right? Something you like that. Brag on them before they've even like. All right, yeah, this was not even on the agenda. All right, let's keep moving on, man. What's the next? What's the next thing we want to talk about? Well, still no news on the Becker bomb. Uh, well, I guess the news is that they're trying to figure out what's best for him and best for the club. It sounds like they're negotiating. Oh, excuse me, Arsenal Nation. Sounds, sounds like, like a bunch of bullshit. No, I, I, I think they're. I like. think they're talking to him. I think it's one. Of, I think nobody in their right minds going, "Hey, Beckerman, ninety minutes. You're the boy. You're the guy." But everyone knows that. He knows that. By that's now, the thing. Right? I don't think so. I I don't think that's his style. And I think he's one of those dudes. And I've said this before. I said it a bunch, you know, throughout the season. He's not gonna do a big Romando. Let's make a tifo. You know, a goodbye tour everywhere I go. That's not his style. Beckerman's gonna ride off into the sunset and go fishing, and we will never hear from him again. That and that's why I love him. That's he's not he's not gonna come out and do a big thing. It's just not him. Let, I, me, let me tell you the facts. You don't know the facts. I know the facts. I'll tell you two facts right now. All right, give me two facts. Are you ready? Yeah, two facts. Okay, and then I want you to give me sources on both of those facts. Sources of me. Okay, you're, you can't source yourself. Anyway, keep I going. I just did. Where did you learn it? Let me give you two facts, okay. then you ask me those questions. Okay, that's what I thought. Here's two facts that will happen. Two things that will happen in calendar year 20, Okay. MLS season 2020. Okay. Fact number one, Kyle Beckerman is coming back. Okay. He will be with us. It's not a fact. That's okay. It's a fact. You no. It's, it's literally. It's literally you. not a fact. I, I hate, just you. And I, you know. You know. This gets me fired up. Is when you use words wrong. Fact. Kyle Beckerman. <laughs> okay, he's coming back. Twenty twenty. Coming back next season. Okay. You want to hear the second fact? Yeah, give me the second fact. I'll give you actually uh, three facts, but okay. I prefer if we just say two facts. But okay. second fact: uh-huh. Kyle Beckerman is not starting next season. Okay. Ever. Throughout the whole season, he's never no. going to get a start. No, no, I didn't say that. He will get starts throughout the season. Okay. Kyle Beckerman will not be one of our two primary defensive midfielders if okay. he play the same formation next year. Okay. Which could mean he could still start like eight games. Right. And come in on like 17 others. Mm-hmm. But he's not going to be considered a, a standard starter right. in one of those two positions. Fair. And here's fact number three. 2020 will be Kyle Beckerman's last year in the MLS. Yeah. I, I, for what it's worth, I, I agree with all of those facts. Facts. Um, I, you know, I, I, I think it would be a travesty for him not to come back. Screw it. Sign him for, you know, ha- I don't know, half the season. I don't care. Um, no, he'll get a full season. 
thing. They want to do right by him. They've sure. screwed up too many right, but legends. I don't, I don't think he cares about that. Like, that's the thing. Like, I disagree with that. I think we have two different cows in our mind. Anyway, that's not. We'll find Everyone out how he retires. Sure. Um, I think, yeah, with, you know, Everton officially coming off of the loan, I guess, last week, um, Everton's obviously... Or in the, the last six months. Who, right. Who's counting? He's obviously the starter there. And, and yes. I think, you know, you, you Beasler's more than serviceable. Uh, you know, maybe that's a, a signing we go and make. I don't really know. Uh, maybe uh, Demir, which isn't my favorite, but I know, it is you, mine. I know you're down with that. Mm-hmm. Um, there are options there. My, yeah, but as... Kyle Beckerman has the potential to be a fantastic sub. Uh, yes. Let's somehow. And when he comes on, mm-hmm. he takes over the captain's armband, no matter who else is wearing it. Yeah, obviously. Obviously. Um, Which is Damir. Damir is going to be wearing yeah, it. Yeah. I, I think for me, um, like the, the scenario that I envision you bring Kyle in is 60th minute you're up a goal or 60th minute, you're on the road, you're cool with the tie. You know, you, you throw in a Kyle Beckerman dude, maybe you bring out one of the wings or something, you slow the game down, you make it a little ugly, someone who can complete the passing, get chippy, get yeah. some yellows in there. Um, I think you can also bring him in when you're down a goal in the 70th. Right. Because what you need is, as a player on the field, to look back and see a Kyle Beckerman. Yeah, I would say the mirror brings that the quality you're referencing there a little more. And I'm not talking about quality. I think the mirror brings better quality. No, no, not a quality of play, but that quality to be like, hey guys, we're not out of this yet. The mirror, and I think I think I've made this opinion of the mirror ever since that first LAFC game, the scissor uh, kick, the, the scissor kick thing, yeah. where it's kind of like I thought we were done, and yeah. all of a sudden this guy like brings it back. He strikes me as a real like never say die. Yeah, you know, roll up the sleeves, let's grind it out. And, and maybe dude. look, the, these the other guys are hanging out with them every day. I I don't get I don't I get that vibe from the mirror, mm-hmm. but not on the level of a Kyle Beckerman. Well, yeah, and I think we associate that partly because of our exactly. fandom, exactly. Um, and we have been around him for longer than any of those dudes have. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of wild that last of the uh, class of '09. So those are my three facts. Okay. Those three things will happen. Yeah. Next year. The fourth is not a fact. You're just like listing thing. Okay. It's keep, a wish. Keep keep making your list. The next thing is a wish. And I swear if you're not hearing talk about this in the next like month, we're starting a petition. Okay. We want statues. Okay. All right. It's way freaking better than retiring goddamn numbers on the stadium. I kind of like the stadium. They're not also they're not retiring. They're not numbers. retiring. That's I get very it. important. Yeah, and that that's very that, I like that. And they should just not put the numbers up. How's the, how about that? Just put the names up. I'm cool putting a number up. It's a, it's symbolic. There are four corners at the Rio Tinto Stadium, and I think we can easily come up with four names. I mean, technically, it's a round stadium, but okay. 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 Just okay. just saying. There I get what you're getting at. There are four. There's there's four directional. There are four very good areas for statues. Statues, uh-huh. and Nick, obviously. Sure. Kyle Beckerman. Right. Obviously. Jason Cries. Mm. Obviously. And then Javi Mo. Obviously. I don't see how anyone else. I mean, can you can you even like roughly think of anyone else who cracks that lineup? Yeah, I mean. No, not really. It. I mean, there's dudes that like made an impact. Obviously, uh, a lot of them. I. 
I mean, like here's here's the thing. I, I I'm think, down for that idea. I think next, like, if Kyle Beckerman's playing, we shouldn't be talking about building a statue yes. for him. Like, let him. Exactly. You, like, no. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's also Nick you Romano. You, you don't reveal all four on the same day. <laughs> uh, Nick Romano retired all of 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Like, give. I get what you're going you know, for. It takes like a year to build a statue. I understand that. Give it a minute before we're so like. So if they literally start today, it gets revealed beginning of. The season after next. I don't think it takes a year to build a statue. Give it a minute before we're talking about statues. We just barely put Javi's name in the rafters. Well, Javi had a complicated history. He did, but let's let's slow. Let's you know pump the brakes just a little bit. I, I do think to. I do think you unveil all four at once because it's kind of a cool concept. It would be a cool concept. I also I don't know, man. Statues. I'm not a big statues guy. Uh, Have you seen the Carl Malone and and, and John yeah, Stockton cool. statues they're at cool. the Delta I get it. Center? I get it. I'm just they're pretty awe inspiring. They yeah. they don't look like much did on TV. See, did you see Zlatan's or pictures? <laughs> yeah. No. Did you see Ronaldo's statue? Uh, the face. The, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's from like three years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree. They don't they don't look like much on pictures or the TV, but like when you're in person. What I here's here's why. I'm not some fanboy. Correction. Maybe I am. But Lord knows, I've criticized those kids, I mean, those guys, more than anyone on air mm. that I can think of, that I've heard of okay. over the years. Many, many years now. So it's not like I'm a fanboy and I'm all like, yeah, I'm like, you know, losing my stuff over. But I'm also, I am a huge fan of building culture. Sure. And those things build culture. So yeah. when you have those kinds of statues and you have, I mean, Look, man, we go to Rio Tinto in every game. Mm -hmm. And I always look around and I'm like, these kids don't remember Jason Christ. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's fair. Some of these kids don't remember Javi Mo. Sure. But I think it's important to build a culture of right. here's who we are. Here's, here's our foundation. Mm -hmm. Here are our founding but fathers. Do you also know how that starts? Mm. Consistency. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Are we doing names and rafters? Are we doing statues for everyone? That's a big deal. You know, like, like pick a thing and then do that thing. So if we're going, mm -hmm. hey, we've got Jason Christ's name I in the rafters, and we've got Javi Moe's name in the rafters, it probably makes sense to put Nick Romando's name up there next. But, like, you don't I, I do that the, the next year. I think the statues and the names are not mutually exclusive in any way, shape, or form. Any way, shape, or form. Are not mutually exclusive? They're not. So you can't have both? No, you can. Right. Just because you have one doesn't mean you cannot have the other. Or sure, because like, you have one doesn't mean you also have to have the right, other. Right, but Nick Romano, okay, well, that that doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, hey, half the dudes are going to get statues. The other half are going to get names and rafters. Forget the other half. It's four guys. Sure, but stop the honoring culture, them. The culture is honor them the same way. You go. I don't our care about that. Look, our culture. You, you no, can, you can be. And that's why. So listen, that's, listen. That's the same reason this podcast has had like nineteen thousand goddamn names. You is because you lack the marketing skill of consistency and brand you, recognition. You can be the technician in executing what that consistency is. What I want is to build a culture, and mm. I think consistency is not part of that culture because we have we are not old enough to have had yet had consistency. We're older than Atlanta and LAFC. They don't have culture, right? But I'm saying like you can't just so that's terrible things to compare yourself to. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, but I'm saying ten years isn't no history. 
Man, 10 plus years. Not that, enough to build culture just based on cult, history. Culture can happen in three months. But I mean, just based on history is what I, I mean. understand. I agree. That. Culture but, but, can happen in less than three months. But, but why cannot... statues? Why not names on cinder blocks that are, you know, why not a plaza? Why not a firing? Why not be like. Because they're more imposing, more no, awe inspiring. Th- that's just your personal opinion. It's a fact. No, no. No, I'm gonna punch you. I'm gonna hit you with that mic. I'm gonna, <laughs> that's a heavy stand. I will hit you with that heavy stand. You can't even lift that. Stop! Stop it's, saying fact. It's a fact. It's not a fact. Statues no, no. are more awe-inspiring than cinder blocks. You have a personal opinion of what you would like to see. I would like to. I would like us to continue. What, what would you like to do? I would like us to continue putting names in rafters. That is how the culture that we have created at Rio Tinto honors our legends. We put their names above the entire You've done stadium. Two. Exactly, but That's we have zero statues. <laughs> and the other one just came a few months ago. Exactly. And he's been retired for a hot longer minute than just 20 minutes ago and still actively playing. Let me ask you an objective question. Forget forget not, the actual content of everything we're talking about. What is more awe-inspiring, a name on a wall or a statue of a person? It really depends on how you execute on both of those. Let's just say fair, equal level of quality. Okay, names on names on walls. Think of the uh, Vietnam Memorial at Washington D.C. That's pretty freaking awe-inspiring. And then think of the the statue of Cristiano Ronaldo with the messed up face. Okay. There you go. Execution matters. You can do both very well. And I think we need to continue with the names and rafters because that is how we've decided to honor uh, our legends. How about okay? So if if we want to go to extremes. How about the like the swing the Sphinx? There's also like I would have gone with Lincoln Memorial. Oh yeah, hold on, I had that. Uh, do you think that would be the same as if there was just a name on the wall that's just S P? Was it H I X? You have no idea how to spell. Close. <laughs> no. Or correct the Lincoln Memorial. Sure. Yes, those are great statues. Are are you telling me that the, the four Washington are Monument. you telling the Washington Monument's a obelisk? Are you telling me that the four statues in the corner of Rio Tinto are going to be on the level of the Lincoln Memorial? Is that what your worry is? Yes, I'm worried on execution. So your worry is the quality also, of the not, actual statue It's not building. my only worry. It is definitely a worry. And it it is different from how we've honored the other two guys. Two different things now. Right, but why just keep coming up? Why why just be like, hey, guys, this whole thing we have, it's fine, but we're going to do this totally new thing. Like, let's just do the one thing. Have this is been, literally what I tell you every time we do this podcast. Have you ever been to Philadelphia? Let's just do the things we do well, well. Let's have just you, keep have, doing that. Have you been to Philly? No, I've not been to Philly. Philly is um, famous for a lot of things. Booing Santa Claus and the original White House and uh, Philly cheesesteaks. The thing that one realizes got about Rocky, huh? You forgot about Rocky. Guess who's got a statue in Philly? Rocky. Yeah. 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 And and, and I was like, what if it was just a step with his name written on it? That'd be cool too. I that guarantee, would not be. The I guarantee same. you, it would still it would still be on Instagram. But a thing Philly is really famous for that I think people don't realize until they go there is statues everywhere. Apparently, there's like a state law or city law that states. I can't remember the exact details, but it states this. Whenever whenever there's development in the city, so right. a commercial you, entity... You've told me this off-air multiple times. A commercial entity is putting in money into building a building. 
per every $1 million you're investing, there's certain numbers of thousands of dollars they have to dedicate to building a statue or a work of art or something like that. As a result, the city is littered with awesome statues everywhere. It's mostly Ben Franklin because apparently they're pretty high on that dude over there. There's no... A statue is a significantly more imposing, important-looking, awe-inspiring thing than a name on a wall. Having said that, I understand the importance of a name on a wall. I understand the importance of consistency. I just don't think we are old enough yet to even talk about consistency, especially... But then why start something new over? Why start from scratch? Especially historical consistency. Okay, but then why... And but we already have it. it. We and, already have historical and consistency. And to top it all off, it would be an incredible marketing thing. Sure, but so would be put names in rafters. No, and here's the thing. Wouldn't. We already have historical consistency. What was the last time? Uh, let me ask you a question. We did it with Jason Christ. Let me ask you a question. Uh, real we quick. had a whole thing about Javi. It was real, literally real, a real, whole... Right. It real, was a whole real, event. So real quick. Uh-huh. Uh, when was the last time you took a picture with you and Javi's name in the rafters? I can't. I don't have access to it, but I took a picture of it. Of it? Yes. But like you as a selfie with it? Obviously not because I can't What's get up What's the chances you would take a selfie with you and the Javi statue is that, is that what you want? on the northwest you want, corner you of Rio Tinto Stadium? You want your ugly mug somewhere? Is that it? You want, you I'm wanna... talking about marketability. No. here, Dude, here's the thing. Your whole point about we, we haven't been around long enough for historical consistency is wrong because we already have it. We did it for Jason Christ, and then 10 years later, we did it for Javi Mo. There's your consistency. This is we, – we are consistent now. We have decided that this is how we honor our heroes. But it doesn't have to be the only way. I agree, but it's so the, the most Utah, visible. This is our thing. Here's the thing. Utah Jazz. Uh-huh. Has the two statues. Which yes, ones? But also basketball just has a thing about putting things in rafters. So they have them in the rafters. That's just basketball, though. And statues. I'm going to punch you so hard. We need to move on. We're north so, of an hour. Like, and what's... there's two things we need to discuss that we actually need to discuss. We're not getting statues. I don't want... I, at this you... point, I was fine with statues. And now I will petition... A, I will picket statues. Deloitte Hansen, if you're listening to this, I will boycott statues. BS, he will not. And we're going to put a poll out. No, we don't need. No, the okay. What's the poll? The would you like to see nope. the statues? Here's what the poll should be. Mm. Would you like to put Kyle Beckerman and Nick Romano's name in the rafters next to the two existing names, or would you prefer to create four statues of all those guys? You made one major mistake in your statement what? and or question. You said or. Right. I don't want to I don't want to do or. both. I don't want to do both. We have a thing. Stick to our thing. I don't like it. I don't need to be honoring these dudes nonstop. At some point I would like to get it's, back to actual it's, soccer. It's, it's beyond honoring these dudes. No, I don't it's I don't know. It's also a market play. Stop. And most importantly, it's a Charlotte, matter 30th uh, franchise in MLS. What do you think? <laughs> All right, moving on. But I did tell you my three facts about combat. Yeah. For two facts. Combat three facts and then a wish. There's two facts. The fact is he's coming back. He's not starting. Okay. Right? Everything else was like side notes. Those also weren't facts. Anyway, please let's just talk They're about facts. Charlotte. Please let's just Here's talk about a fact for you. Okay. This might actually be a fact. We have a 30th franchise in the major league of soccer, MLSA. You know what blows my mind? Ah. Charlotte. Charlotte. So gets a franchise. Cool. Happy for him. 
literally same day. You have to look into the mind. Literally same day. Like, like they've just announced it, right? They did the party, Don Garber's shaking hands, kissing babies, everyone's taking selfies. Uh-huh. MLS, you know, one of the editors comes out with, is Atlanta going to be Charlotte's nemesis or rival? Rival. And it's like, dude, these guys don't have a logo, a color scheme, name. They've got, like, owners at this point, right? Yeah. They have some dudes who purchased a license. Right. And it's like. a blank. Yeah. <laughs> is, are these guys going to be rivals with Atlanta? Yeah. And it's proximity because it's Charlotte. That's all MLS cares about. And I'm just like, stop. Just stop. Like, they have this obsession with forcing rivalries. Yeah. It it drives me wild. So let me. There's a lot to unpack what you said there and stuff you haven't said. I mean, there's also like we don't need to get into that. That was really just a rant. I'm happy for Charlotte. That's a good away trip. I've been to Charlotte. Charlotte's a good place. It's a good city. It's a big city. Yeah. People sometimes I think don't realize how big of a city Charlotte is, and so I'm happy for them. And I do think 30 teams in MLS is a lot of freaking teams. That's it. Stop. They're not gonna. They have to. I think I heard it was it was gonna be thirty two. Yeah, I think that's kind of the. I mean, who the hell cares now? Is it thirty or thirty two? Like, does it really (laughs) freaking matter? (laughs) You know, cannot be thirty one. Remember, it was just twenty. Remember when it was less than twenty? I don't really remember. So, So, happy for Charlotte. I have no problem with more teams joining the league. Right. But we need to. St- I, mean, I mean, look, man. At some point, the USL is starting to do promotion relegation. I think in the next couple of years or so. Yeah, they're definitely planning for it with the championship. And and one, I still two. agree with like the initial statement I was making a few months ago, which was weren't original thoughts. I think they were like Alexi freaking Lala's of all people that that made a statement that actually stuck with me. Not not during that time, but like previously, they said we're about one one generation away from promotion relegation. Yeah, we've be- talked about this. Be- because it's a matter of hanger honors. It's mm. not it's not you if you're relying on your casuals to show up. Right. Every team in the MLS goes broke right. the moment you get relegated and you just spend hundreds of millions of dollars on, on, a, a, on a franchise yeah. license, right? Uh, somebody speaking of that posted like the cost of those and how they've increased over the years. It's like 200 something million dollars right now. Yeah, the it? percentage increases. No, yeah. it's more. I think it's like 4 or something. Is it? Yeah. So you know why Beckham decided because you know did you hear that story that he got his for like Fifteen million. Yeah, early. Because that was part of his original deal with when league. he signed with LA Galaxy and like whatever. Oh. I mean, a brilliant piece of business. Right. I just wish he would have sold that right to someone else and built the team somewhere outside of freaking Miami. Because he was literally like, Where do I want to go vacation? <laughs> Miami. You know, like that makes no sense. Anyways. Pink and black. So happy for Charlotte. Right. Absolutely happy for Charlotte. Um, welcome. Yeah. And I hope you put a good team together. For sure. I think I also kind of feel bad for the newcomers coming up in the next few years. So we've got, just, just so everyone knows, we've got Austin in that pool, yeah. Sacramento, yeah. and St. Louis. I feel bad for all of them. They're like, they're like. About Nashville. We got Nashville, don't we? Well, I didn't know. Yeah. Don't we already have them? Well, yeah, they're, they're joining yes, this year. Yes. Yeah. So yes, and then I mean, next in season. addition, we have Nashville like coming, like they are putting a team together, yep. and Miami. Yeah, like we are playing and, Miami. And now Charlotte. At some point, we will probably we can't say we are playing. We will because we're not every team plays every team anymore. Yeah. We are probably going to play Nashville and Miami sometime in 2020. 
Yeah. And, and then there's these four At teams. least they will be playing, and we might be playing them. Right. But, you know, welcome, awesome, let's figure this thing out. But most, more importantly, most importantly, is this, you, and you touched on this for just a second, and I think this is really important, and we will not spend much time on it because this could be an entire freaking mm-hmm. podcast. Right. Is, is this, like, rivalry talk. Right. Um uh, what it is is it, it is the it is literally the epidome. The epitome? No, the epidome. I don't know what that means. I'll the Google example, it. You okay. the shining example of plastic. This is what is this. Th- so that, that word is pronounced epitome. This is what is wrong. Immigrants. And not the only thing that's wrong with the league. I love the league uh-huh. in many ways. This is at the heart of why I think this league feels plastic. Because they do stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, I would agree. And I think that's why I brought it up. It was but frustrating. Th- th- that's just a – there's a lot more. Sure. But this that, is that, the that's easy the thing to grasp. That's like yeah. the, 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 the top level. Like Right. It, it, is, it, is the, it is the Sounders playing in CenturyLink – it is obvious. It is apparent. It is one of your premier clubs playing in an NFL team. It is. I, it's easy to grasp onto and make a case of. And right? It's 100%. extremely visible, right? Um, and and I think to add to to take that a step, you know, deeper. And it is something we just mentioned. We are officially at a size where next year. Oh, oh also uh, the schedule is supposed to come out sometime on Thursday. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so... We only know two games so far. Right. Opener, yeah. home, and... Home and away. away. Um, but yeah, so... The... We will play m- most Western Conference teams, I think, twice. No, no, we will play every Western Conference team twice, and most Eastern Conference teams once, home and away. Uh, not sure. But not every team plays every team anymore. Those days are gone. Yeah. You have just, in one stroke of, of rule writing or schedule building, whatever you want to call it, drastically wiped out th- what I consider the credibility of the supporter shield. Like, it matters. It was already being wiped out. Right, but sure. This but is, this this is like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Th- this is, yeah. Like, playing some of these new teams who are barely putting together a roster matters. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I would much rather, like, I don't know what they're going to look like, but I'd much rather play Nashville a few times more than go and face LAFC a few times. Yeah. You know, like, like that counts. And, and the, you know, especially being a Western Conference team, I think I'm a little more sensitive to that because the West is always brutal. And always more brutal than the East. Right. Even when the East has the best top two or three teams. Sure. Everybody. Four through seven six, is yeah. usually better yep. in the West. Yep. Right. Um, and, and that it, it's starting to get to me. And I'm, I'm not one of those like, I mean, I am European, but I'm not like one of those Euro snobs that's like, hey, you know, Supporter Shield should be the trophy. I think that's dumb. I, I for what oh, it's worth. Especially not now. Right. And this kills it, just yeah. to be clear. Uh, but like last year, that playoff format was exciting. That that was yes. a lot of good games. That was a good idea. And I'm stoked every, on every that. Every game was a game seven. Right. It, the, it, it is how it is how our soccer will be played. And I'm fine with that. So like I love it. I'm not here to like look to no protect the supporter the shield. Yeah. It's just it's like I would like to at least play every team once. Figure it out. 
figure it out or, or stop growing at this rate. At 30 teams, so if you're one of 30, that means you have 29 opponents. So if you're playing every team twice, mm-hmm. you'd be playing 68, 58 games? No. Yeah. 29 times 2? 58. That's what I said. You said 68. Well, then I corrected it quickly afterwards. I okay. said 60, no, 58. Okay, well, I heard 68. Yeah, You're 58. playing 58 games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're obviously, we're just to be clear, we're still maintaining or, the 34-game season. Or just grow to 35 teams or 36 teams, it's right? It's going to be baseball players. It, it has to be even, sure. right? So grow to 36 teams. Right. And every team plays 35 games. One against each opponent. Forget home and away. It, it it switches all, between all, years. all neutral venues. No, no, you're playing. You know, <laughs> we all saw like faces San Jose in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> twenty twenty, we're playing Seattle in Seattle. Twenty twenty one, Seattle in Salt Lake. Sure, you know what I mean? Sure. Um, that would be more fair if you want to at some point reconsider like taking serious the support shield. Yeah, um, I think also like let's acknowledge the elephant in the room and it is the size of this country of ours. It is massive. She is grand. It matters. You are flying commercial. They're, yeah. It's a big, Vancouver, imagine you are Vancouver. You wouldn't be flying any more than you're flying now. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying in your specific scenario. I'm just oh, saying okay. in, in the whole, like, planning thing. Yeah. Like, it's it's difficult. It's brutal. But, okay, what's, let, let me, we live in Salt Lake City. Yes, we do. How long is the flight to LA? Like, two hours, two and a half, I think. Not even, like, 90 minutes, I think, usually. No. Oh, let's just say two hours. Okay. How long is the flight to Boston? Four, I think. Four and a half. Yeah. How much further can you get from Salt Lake? What do you mean? How much further in the United States can you get from Salt Lake City than Boston? So you're talking about a difference of like an hour, let's say to Vegas. Sure. I mean, they don't even have a team, so it doesn't matter. But Denver. Okay. It's like an hour and yeah, 15, I think, I think that 20, like, yeah, right? Up and down. And Boston is four or five. It's like four and a half. Okay. What, what, I guess what you're trying to say. What I'm trying to say is like, is it, it does that really matter in like? I mean, right now with the CBA negotiations, one of the things that they're negotiating for is more charter flights. So it forget mat- charter flights. It matters man. to them. No, no, screw that. Clearly, Look, it matters to them. At the, at the height of my travels for work, I've traveled as much as those guys in a year. Sure, but basically. nobody was asking you to then to go be in have Not your body be in peak physical th- condition. Yeah, but, but also, sometimes it is. But the I next also day. didn't have a half dozen trainers and like someone they, preparing no, me. Also, Arcel doesn't have half a dozen trainers. I, I, I'm not don't. buying that. I don't. I dude, don't. Look, dude, dude, dude. And sometimes me, it is the next day. When, okay, Keep that in okay, mind. Fine, fine. But to me, like, if you're, if you look at a flight, sometimes you know, sometimes I'll go to Vegas. Mm-hmm. I was just in Vegas recently, and I could have flown, flown, <laughs> flown, right, or driven there. Uh-huh. I decided to drive. People ask me questions like, "Why? It's it's like an hour flight, right? Why would you fly?" It's like, yeah, but you, what you're forgetting is getting to the airport an hour early. Which means leaving the house an hour before that. Right. Then flying an hour. Security. Then security. Mm-hmm. Then you have the checkout. Then you have to get your bag. You're looking at four hours getting there. Okay. If if my flight's at eight a.m. Right. I want to be at the airport by six thirty-seven. Okay. Which means I'm leaving my house by six five thirty or six, mm-hmm. which puts me in Vegas by like nine thirty. And then I gotta get my bags and get out of the airport. Like so, it's like I'm looking at like ten, eleven. So I left my house at like five, and I'm out of the airport at like ten to eleven. I mean, 
Technically it doesn't speaking, take you an hour and a half to get your bags. But yeah, I get what you're getting. I didn't say an hour and a half. That was like 30 minutes. It's like an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. And then they get to the, you know, whatever. What I'm saying is this. I don't buy I don't buy the whole like having to fly long distances. It right. doesn't if you're flying one and a half hours right. or you're three also, and a half you're hours. You're also not six four. Just just let's acknowledge that. Nor who who is six four on our Demir, Nedum. Key guys. Two guys. Two that are key. Okay. Yeah. So get them first grade tickets. Or get them economy. I mean get them like business class. I don't. I'm not buying that argument. Is what I'm saying, dude. We're we're well north of an hour ten. Right, well, we have we, one more point. The most important point, in my opinion. <sighs> really, it's, it's, dude. You don't want to talk about transfer rumors? Let's go. Let's go. We rumors to, are juicy. People, let's knock it out in three minutes. Let's go. People like juicy rumors. Let's do it. Anderson, Julio. Yeah, me and you know, me and my friend Julio down from the schoolyard. It's my boy. <laughs> so, it's, uh, you know, hold on, hold on, yeah. hold on. What you what you say? <laughs> Julio uh, uh, from the schoolyard. Why? Why? Uh, it's a song. It's a song. What? Why did you, whose song? You, you you don't know? Michael Jackson? No, it's uh, what uh, what is it called? Michael Friedman. <laughs> it's Paul Simon. Yeah, <laughs> me and Julio down by the schoolyard. Dude, it's Julio Anderson, man. Don't, right, don't just talk. Just talk. Tell us more. Tell us more. What are you talking about? The there, there, there's the a guy Paul called Paul Simon apparently. There's Anderson who has a song. <laughs> you don't know Paul Simon? I know who Paul Simon. Okay, is. I was like, come on. No, all right. Julio so, Simon. Go so we, last podcast, you and I literally joked about the second we're done recording, some big rumor comes Always out. Always does. Literally that night. So we published. I get home. We're recording this in your in your kitchen. That night, I go home. And mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, let's let's check if anyone's commenting or if anything's happening. It's like midnight. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this uh, report out of Ecuador, some sports radio journalist, RSL is, inter- like, is interested in, you know, uh, winger Anderson Julio from Liga in the Ecuadorian League, mm-hmm. uh, LDU Quito. Um, we had some good luck with the Ecuadorian players. We have. We also had some good luck with, like, unknown South Americans for millions of dollars. Yes. And literally, it was like... It was past midnight at this point. And it was like me and one other other dude in RSL Nation knew, I felt like. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I'm curious. You know, I, I obviously posted, kind of mentioned a thing or two. You know, look this dude up. Kid's mm-hmm. good. Kid's the truth. What's he play? So Transfer Marked has him as a, you know, you know how they have like the size of the dots on the field to indicate where he plays? Mm-hmm. The biggest thought is at right wing. And everything, everyone's been quoting that back to us. Like, oh, it's right wing, it's right wing. Does this have any Savarino implications? Mm-hmm. I went and actually looked at, like, how Liga lines up when they play. Mm-hmm. Dude's been starting on the left regularly. Oh, is that right? Regularly on the left. Um, his Either his cousin or his brother, I couldn't quite figure out. My Spanish isn't anything. It's it doesn't exist. So everything's through Google Translate. Uh-huh. Or thank Which, God for my girlfriend. Like, hey, what, is this, what does this word mean? Uh-huh. Um, it's either his cousin or his brother who share a last name who plays attacking midfielder uh, uh-huh. on the same team. And they on the been, same team? Same team, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you got your two Julios. They are okay. combining for some beautiful goals. I mean, the, the like, I, I very rarely, like, leave a highlight reel being like, man, I'm, I'm ready to sign this kid. But I was excited. On so, what position? Like, what was he doing? Left. It was it was a left winger. Dribbling, shooting, scoring, yeah, a little bit crossing. of everything. The kid's raw skills. Like, yeah, he's got he's got skills. He is 
talented. Um, like he, uh, we're talking like solid um, finisher, Savarino type. Yeah, yeah. He's like kind of a small dude, not a big guy by any stretch of the imagination. He looks he looks fast and he looks dangerous on the breakaway, which is our style. Yeah, yeah. The dude the dude can run. Um, he really did strike me as a. The way I described it to myself was if Corey Baird and Jefferson Savarino had a love child. <laughs> like, direct to a fault, uh-huh. ridiculously talented, eye for goal, uh-huh. and just quick. Um, I was stoked. You know, more news have come out. It, it's apparently RSL is making, there's a lot of conflicting reports now. RSL made an offer for $3 million. Uh, transfer uh, to, for transfer no no, no i yeah I, yeah to transfer um it apparently pumas is also extremely interested in him yeah which it would be ironic because they took yeah. our left one of our left winger depths and now they're getting rid of the guy that we would probably replace him or trying to get the guy <laughs> what, that we would replace him with? the other guy back yeah it's like give us one of them for crying out loud and then there's uh as of like a couple hours ago the coach for uh liga out in uh, quito uh, said that an MLS team had made an offer for uh, loan, but that it was denied, and that's the only news he's heard. So it's it's a like it it went from here's the thing, it was way too specific of a initial mm-hmm. rumor for there to be nothing there. Like nobody in Ecuador is going to mention Real Salt Lake just because they think yeah you know like there's there's something there unless they think it's Real Madrid right. And for a while it looked like we had lost him. Two Pumas, yeah, and then it doesn't look like Pumas got him, and it's like no one's making. How old's the kid? I think he's like twenty three. I had this up just a second ago. So he wants to play. He's twenty three. Yeah, he's and he's good. Like, can you imagine? Young I mean, DP look, I, for I, sure. I have not seen any of his highlights, but it, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like you're, you're describing a, a left winged Savarino. That's kind of a, I got. I think a little less creative, a little less fancy. Just to be clear, well. And a little more, little more raw, which which is to be expected. And he was that too. Yeah, when he for first sure, came, for sure. And just to be clear, like people are going. Can like, you imagine that those wings with two Savarinos? Yeah, I mean, I I think. I mean, put me in the middle. I'll I'll put twelve. Yeah, just just in bounce this it off, year. bounce it off yeah. my big head. I remember, it was like the, during the heydays of Bayern Munich when they had Iron Robin on one side, and then then um, what's the name, Frenchman, uh, Ribery, mm-hmm. Frank Ribery on the other side, right. And they literally switched or changed out number nines like three out of four years running, and each one of them scored like thirty. Right. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you can literally like put a traffic cone in there, and it'll be striker of the year, <laughs> and the, the, like that thing will get fifteen, right? Because you're just literally left with just tapping them in, right? Right. And, and the cool thing about this guy is he he can switch. He does have a ton of experience on the right. A lot of his highlight reel was on the right side. Uh, and Savarino does that too. To right. Fair, so I mean, we do that. We switch all that the thing time. all the time. Right. Uh, so I, I try not to get my hopes up too often, just because you know our cell fan and it usually doesn't pan out for us. You know, as far as transfers when was go. The last time it did. Yeah. I mean, like Kano, I was like, come on, come on, come well, every, on. And every now time we actually like get Orlando. We, every time we actually get what we want, it doesn't work out. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Let, let's just hope for like Jimmy Johnson that we're signing. That's like a nobody <laughs> right. from like San Antonio Football League. Right. And All of a that's going to be our world beater yeah, next year. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that's kind of the big rumor that's flowing around. It, it, well, we'll keep the people posted on right. the page. It For sounds what it's super worth, exciting to I me. do 
I was expecting this news like yesterday. I thought this is what they would be announcing, but we got the Zach McMath news. Mac, yeah, Zach McMath news instead. Um, Which it, is still it, good news. Oh, hundred percent good news. Yeah, not trying to downplay that at all. I, good what news I'm trying as, to get at is the confusion. Who I Julio Anderson? I would expect to have some kind of news before this week is over, like where he is going. So based on the trend we are setting mm-hmm. tomorrow morning, right? We'll know something. <laughs> yeah, they release like. Okay. You know, there's a big press release or something. All right, buddy. We're an hour and uh, 20 minutes in. Anything else? Nah, man. RSL week in a nutshell. RSL Nation, we loves you. You love us. We're counting down the days until, I think, February 28th. Um, Here's something we never say. What do we say? If you're listening to us on your podcast outlet Hmm. and it has, like, a follow thing, click it. Yeah, yeah. Also, you know, if you're, like, we also make the assumption that everyone knows about the Facebook page. Um, I think that's a safe assumption. I, I would say so too, but it never hurts. It's facebook.com forward slash RSL Nation. Um, it's a really good place to get a lot of information. At all times. We loves you. Adios.